This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. Hey, last week, I'm going to try to be as quick as possible, but I would like for hopefully that you allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your heart. Uh, we've been talking about the, uh, Lord, the uh, Good Samaritan story, which is found in in, in different places, but Luke, and so I pray that you have been blessed and encouraged that you um, not only are asking the question, like, who is my neighbor, which is what the lawyer asked, but Jesus flipped the table and says, are you going to be a good neighbor? You know, it's so easy, like, uh, it's so easy to maybe focus on, well, this group of people needs my uh, needs help, and I want to be a, uh, a you know, the Good Samaritan helped them, but that's not the case. I believe God is looking for our hearts to be formed by his Holy Spirit, that we are men and women of character, of the fruit of the Spirit, and that we are neighborly, no matter what circumstances we are in. I've been in situations where an uh, incredible amount of wealthy people, and I found that God would still use me to be neighborly because uh, you could just sense in certain people a deep uh, loneliness, that even though their, their wallets were padded with cash, their spirits were empty and without hope, and God was calling me to utilize me to be a good neighbor, to be neighborly. You could be in a situation where God, you may think, well, these people have no need, but that's where you ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to ask you, Lord, where is the need? And so, you know, like I said last week, we flipped the tables. Luke chapter 10 is the, the story of uh, an expert in the law stood up to Jesus to test Jesus. And I find it fun and, and uh, humorous to see Jesus flip the table and literally put the lawyer on the stand. And now he was being judged. And then Jesus asked a question in verse 36. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the, uh, of the robbers. Which one do you think was the neighbor? Do you see how Jesus flipped it? He was asking, you know, uh, who is the one that needs help? And he's like, listen, who is the one is going to be the good neighbor? And so we hear on, on our fourth, fourth uh, session of our sermon series. Last week I left you with this challenge and I challenged myself. Go and show the world what you believe. Go and show the world what you believe. We do what we believe, right? We, we all do that. We do what we believe. We talked about theology. It's only, it only works when it's practiced out. It's fleshed out. It's lived out. Do you believe there's only one God? Well, you gotta live it out. Do you believe that Jesus is the way? then your actions will determine what you believe. So last week we said, go and show the world what you believe. This week, today, I'd like to talk to you maybe something more practical, how we could do that, how we could go and show the world what we believe. Now, uh, I haven't had a chance to go see the eye doctor recently. I mean, it's been probably a year. I go about once a year. Uh, but there was a time... Someone saw a picture of me when I was 
16 years old and said, hey, you didn't have any glasses. I said, yeah, I needed glasses, but I didn't go to the eye doctor, and I didn't know until I failed my driver's license test, the visual test. It's like, man, you're blind. Like, what? And uh, that explains my, uh, you're not going to believe this, but my batting average in Little League in Babe Ruth was less than 100. One time my coach asked me, oh, what do you weigh? And I go, and this is when I was in fifth, sixth grade. I said, uh, 65 pounds. He goes, well, your batting average is 66. I'm like, wow, that's not good. Um, and then I remember one time I was playing Little League Baseball uh, second base, and I had six errors, six errors. Now, all that was rectified when I got my vision test, and I realized I couldn't see, so it wasn't my bad baseball playing skills. I, I couldn't see. It could be both. Um, if you ever follow the comedian Brian Regan, he talks about not seeing the doctor. Like, like I don't have time to see the eye doctor. I mean, that's, that's a great video. You can watch it. Uh, but who doesn't have time to go to the doctors? A lot of you probably want to raise your hand. But who goes to the doctors when you're sick? We all do, don't we? We all do. Especially now. I mean, if you've got any symptoms, man, you are checking things out trying to call your doctor, you don't want to. And so uh, you make time. You make time. A lot of times I have a dentist. My dentist is right here, Dr. Mazik. There has never been a time I had to go to the dentist that was after 5 o'clock or before 8.30. Normal work hours. You have normal work hours. A lot of times it's like 9.30 or 10 o'clock I have to go to the dentist. And I imagine you guys are in the same boat. When you go see the doctor, you have to adjust your schedule in order to go see the dentist. So you, you make it work somehow. If you have a doctor, I know uh, some of you uh, ladies have had to go see uh, a doctor because uh, some of you are expecting. And, and I imagine those doctors do not have after-hour office hours. You have to somehow rearrange your schedule. Or a mechanic, you rearrange your schedule. Your car's broken down, mechanic is not open after five and, and before eight. So you make time. You figure out what you need to do because you do what you want to do. I want to keep my teeth healthy. Uh, a long time ago, I didn't put a lot of value on my teeth health. Health. And so um, I would just kind of let things go. And, uh, <laughs> and sometimes even with my kids, <laughs> my poor daughter, from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, why? Because I didn't put a high value on it. I think this is what I decided to do. I chose to determine what kind of problems I want to have in the future. So by not going to get my teeth done early, I chose to have bigger problems later on. Now, a lot of times we were poor. We didn't have a chance to go to the dentist. Uh, didn't have the financial means. But when I was able to provide for myself and, and get my teeth, I still rearranged my finances where I just kind of didn't go. I found myself uh, in a real bad situation. Uh, myself, my teeth were bad and my son Micah's teeth were bad. Um, and so I went to a friend of mine who happens to be a dentist, and he was the guy that kind of bailed us out every time we had a problem. But this time, this is what he did. He put his finger in my chest 
and this is, I'm an adult. He goes, Mario, do what you need to do, even if you have to borrow money, but get your teeth fixed. He was tired of me going to him to bail out my poor, for, you know, for me, bailing me out for my poor decisions. I did not make time to go see the dentist. And that was the best advice he gave me. Because literally I went to the credit union and um, I said I need to borrow some money. And I did to pay for the teeth. Now I'm not asking you to borrow money. I'm just saying I did what I needed to do to get what needed to be done. We do what we want to do. And you, are, you have the same stories. There's nothing different about my story than your own life story. We do what we want to do. And so the challenge this morning is that will you be neighborly? Will you be a good neighbor according to scriptures? You will do what you want to do. And we do what we believe. And I'm praying to God this morning, those you are at home watching at YouTube, and I'm praying for you that are here in person, that when we go out these doors, that we begin to live out what we know, what we believe in. Our practice will tell us what we believe. Will you be a good neighbor? Will you choose to love your enemy and pray for them? It's up to you. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to literally lead you to pray for those you consider enemy? Will you forgive someone? We do what we believe. We say we believe in forgiveness, but the Lord is gonna convict us through his Holy Spirit and ask us to live it out, to love our enemies, to forgive those who have offended us. You choose, you do what you choose to do. I know, uh, and many of you are, are in our small groups, thank the Lord, but you know, we've been asking people to be part of our small group. We just finished our small group session. And people will say, yes, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I challenge you in, in the beginning, like, please, you do what you want to do. Don't miss. Every week was fantastic because God can use the tools that we were giving people. You could use it at work, at home, uh, in your neighborhood. You know, what uh, people were saying about Christianity, how we can uh, properly have discussion about our faith. You do what you want to do. Uh, your Facebook posts, do they point to Christ or they point to something else? We do what we want to do. And you can be a good Samaritan, but you choose to do that. The Holy Spirit is not forcing you to be something or do something. He wants to work in your life. So being a good neighbor, being neighborly, is something the Holy Spirit wants us to do and work with him. And we must do it. Again, Matthew 28, don't forget this famous scripture, the Great Commission. It says, therefore, and go and make disciples. That's not a suggestion. It's Jesus telling his disciples, and I think all of us would consider ourselves his disciples. He says, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end end of the age. Jesus, our king, now I know the word king for some of your younger ones may not, that's like an antiquated concept. 
Uh, but king means ruler, and, and we are his subjects, so we, we bow our knee to the king. King Jesus is telling us to go and make disciples. So Mosaic Church, we have a choice. We have a choice. If we choose, we choose what we want to do. We do what we want to do. The average cost of a missionary to send someone overseas is around 40 to 50 grand a year. Uh, in order to fulfill the Great Commission on a short-term missions trip, which we plan to do on soon, Puerto Rico, costs around $2,500, an average short-term missions trip. Ours is going to cost significantly less, all right? Uh, we'll, we'll talk to more about that soon. So, Christ says, Jesus, in his infinite wisdom, we don't have to spend 2,500 bucks a person. We don't have to spend 40,000 in a family unit in order to fulfill the Great Commission. Right in our, our feet, internationals from all over the world. Now, there used to be thousands of them, and I'm sure that number is has decreased tremendously, and I'm going to find out those numbers. But international students have been coming to study here year after year after year. So in, in order for us to reach the world, we just have to take a few steps and, and minister to them and reach them. So there's internationals coming to FAMU and TCC and FSU. I don't know if you know this, but we can go and make disciples, and it takes time. You have to build relationship build bridges, build friendships. But we have to take that first step. But we choose what we want to do, don't you? We do what we choose to do. So I don't know if you know this, but there's a thing called a conversation club right here at FSU. International students who come may have not mastered the language skills that are needed for them to advance in their education, but they still come anyway, and they're being, they're being uh, tutored and, and taught but they need people to converse with them, conversational English. And I looked online, and they ha you don't even have to go there anymore. They'll set up a Zoom meeting, a Zoom meeting with one person, with a, an American person, who will help them speak with conversation. And it's about an hour. And I noticed in their classes, their classes are from four to five. And just like if you were to make an adjustment in your schedule to go see the dentist or the doctor or the mechanic, you make it happen because it needs to be done. So I'm praying that the Lord will speak to us as a church and we do what we need to do and not that we just choose what we want to do because I don't have time. I'm busy. I don't have the money. I used to say all those things. That's why I have bad teeth. This is why way back here I'm missing teeth. And I don't want to miss the Holy Spirit when he's bringing people right to our doorstep. I've, I've had the opportunity, as Rhea has and many of you have, to minister to incredible international students. I remember one time there was this girl named Anna, and she's from Sweden, and we're still good friends. Uh, that poor girl, can you imagine she's from Sweden? She flew into Tallahassee. Um, she's got red hair, fair skin, and in those days, she had to walk around to find all her classes, and 
she dressed, um, you know, she dressed very nicely, and she walked around her first day on high heels. And so that poor girl was in pain. And, and, but the Lord used Robin and myself to, to minister to her and just become her friend. She never came to know the Lord, never. But what she did go home with is that she knew a Christian that loved the Lord. Does that make sense? And so that when she thinks of Christianity, she's not thinking of what's happening across the globe with the bad news, that she thinks about this family that ministered to her and loved her. And I can give you name after name after name, as, as so could Rhea. And so could you. Some of you worked so diligently with our internationals. So last week was go and live out what you believe. This week is more like how can we practically do that? How can I actually do something? They have other hours to do conversation, but I'm just telling you, we would, we would do what we need to do to get that car fixed, wouldn't we? Because you, you, can't, you can't live without a car. So you do it. You adjust your schedule. You have to go in early to, so you can let, let out early. Or you, you know, go in late so you can go out late. You do, it, you do what needs to be done. So we choose what you you do what you choose to do. Matthew 28 says, go and make disciples. How do we do this? I think we do this by being neighborly. Hebrews 13 says this, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitalities to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. I love this scripture because I'm going to show you the next screen. It's, it's uh, the word stranger. It says, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. It's a rare word that's used in this passage. It's a philoxenia or philoxenia. It just means friendship with strangers. Someone who's different than you. It could be your neighbor. It could be your neighbor. We have a neighbor... We love her to death. Uh, she thinks totally different than us. Uh, she has a whole totally different worldview, but we love her. And I believe God has given us, through his Holy Spirit, the grace to love and be her friend. Friendship with strangers. Typically, this word is used to befriend an evangelist as they're coming in from out of town traveling, that you would befriend them. This word was used, a philoxenia. Can you imagine as you are being led by the Holy Spirit to be friend with a stranger, well, you think, well, they're not evangelists. Well, we don't know that yet, do we? We don't know that. We don't know if they're gonna go across the globe and, and share the good news. But maybe you can catch them on the front end. And because of our hospitality towards them, that they become evangelists in their home country when they go back. And don't forget Matthew 25, it says this, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I, I was in prison and you came to visit. Then the righteous will answer. Lord, when did we see you hungry? People are hungry for friendship. Can you imagine flying into a whole different country? You barely know the language. You're by yourself, you left your family, you left your culture, you left your language, you left your favorite TV shows, you left your favorite food, 
alone, scared, just like you would be and I would be. When were you hungry and fed you? Or when were you thirsty and gave you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invited you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick uh, in, or in prison to go visit you? And the king replies, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Matthew 25, 35 through 40. God wants us to live out our theology, live out the Great Commission, live out Matthew 25, live out Hebrews 13. So there's opportunities for us to minister to angels and to Jesus. Were you gonna say to me, Pastor, where do I start? What do I do? Well, the first thing I would ask you to do is to pray and ask the Lord to give you the unction, the desire to do what he wants us to do. The second thing is you can email me and I can give you a list of things. But you don't have to wait on me. You can just Google Florida State International Students, you know, friends, coffee hour. Uh, we can go on and on and on. We're still learning about the internationals at other schools. But let me just tell you, we do we choose to do what we want to do. And I pray that this morning, if you're at home watching on YouTube, uh, sitting at home, watching at home, or if you're here, right here in the pews, I pray that you choose to do the Lord's will. And it is the Lord's will that we go and make disciples, teaching them to observe all that he's commanded. It's the Lord's will for us to befriend and be friendly to strangers. It is the Lord's will for us to be neighborly. I will tell you, and I think Joey Gordon said this on a Thursday night, you guys weren't here. We will not win the world by condemning it. And condemning and pointing out all their sins. But we can win the world by allowing the Holy Spirit to flow in us and through us and that we would be hospitable and friendly to strangers, people who are not like us. So God is calling us to be neighborly to those in our sphere. Wherever you go, the Lord can use you. Amen? I'm asking, let's just bow our heads and let's pray and ask the Lord to give us his heart. Give us his heart and that we would have the opportunity to entertain angels and minister to Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you Lord, we know that we do what we choose to do, but hopefully we are choosing to be led by your Holy Spirit. Lord, that we are choosing to, to follow you. Lord, we, we reject the idol, the taskmaster of the watch, the wristwatch, and that we live by that. And I do too, and Lord, I confess but Lord, I ask that I would be living by the Holy Spirit and not by the wristwatch. And Lord, that we would be empowered by your Holy Spirit to be a light 
Lord, to visit people who are imprisoned, who are hungry, who are naked and need clothing. Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us. Lord, help us to live out what we believe when we step out these doors today through your Holy Spirit. I pray, God, Lord, that you would help us and, Lord, that Mosaic Church, Lord, that we would walk in obedience to the Spirit, to your word. In Jesus' name, every head bowed still closed, and I'm just gonna ask you just raising your hands. I'm not gonna ask you to go to the front or anything like that. I'm not gonna ask you to sign anything, but I am gonna ask you to hold yourself accountable, which can be risky, but if you had the uh, conviction of the Holy Spirit today, and you say, Pastor Mario, I, I know that I, I need to, to be that agent of grace. I need to reach out to people, and I need to make time for it because we choose what we want to do. If that's you, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I'm raising my hands. Amen. Yes. 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 Jesus, help me. Help us. Lord, we can all do a little bit less on Netflix in order to spread your kingdom. Or Amazon Prime or, or anything, Father, like that. Lord, we want to be used. Lord, we know that the Great Commission is still in effect even during COVID to go and make disciples. Lord, help us this morning to be all that you've designed us to be in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord. I thank you, and I pray that, I pr this is what I pray, because listen, accountability in America is it's like a dirty word. But if God spoke to you, find someone and say, hey, pastor, or hey, friend, hey, spouse, the Lord spoke to me. I think this is what I need to do. Can you hold me accountable? It's our Achilles heel in the American church. No one holds anybody accountable. But I pray that's not the case here at Mosaic Church. Step up, walk in accountability, make yourself accountable by letting someone know what the Lord spoke to you. Amen. May the Lord be with you. He is risen. God bless you. We are dismissed. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.